You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host, and let's talk some TCU athletics. And we'll get started today with TCU baseball. I was. Uh, at the new Rangers ballpark, Globe Life Field, Globe Life Park. I can't remember which one they call it. Anyway, it's a new Rangers facility. So I was up there checking out TCU and Mississippi State today. The Frogs get a victory. 3-2, to two. we'll break that down. We'll take a look at their first couple of games in the college baseball showdown against SEC opponents. A couple top ten opponents that they played on Saturday and Sunday split those games. And then another top ten matchup on Monday against a very, very good Arkansas team. So I'll break some of that down. I'll give you my thoughts of being there firsthand today. At some point, we have to discuss, as much as I hate to do it, we have to discuss uh, TCU basketball and their horrid loss to Kansas State. Um, you know, that this team has struggled at times. They've just been very inconsistent. At times they look like a top six team in the Big 12, like kind of a middle-of-the-pack team in the Big 12 that can beat anybody on a given night if things kind of break right for them. And then they've also looked like they did on Saturday, which was just a jumbled mess, especially on offense. That offense is brutal right now. Uh, so we'll break that down. We'll talk about kind of the future and what it looks like with Jamie Dixon. But let's start with some TCU baseball. And, um, you know, with the snowstorm, they're playing Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So unfortunate that we don't get to break down, like, the entire weekend because that would have been really nice and helpful. Um, but we're two games in, and TCU is 1-1 one one in the season. As I said, it was there um, this morning when they took on Mississippi State. They grind out a 3-2 victory. So let's talk about kind of the good and the bad from this group so far. Um, and we'll start with the good. So today specifically, the good was uh, was Russell. Russell Smith was fantastic um, in his start for TCU. He is tabbed as the Saturday starter um, for the season. He got that opportunity today. He did a really nice job. He was dominant. He went uh, five and two-thirds, or excuse me, five and a third innings today. Only walked one batter, only gave up three hits. Um, he was big. Struck out a, a number of guys. Uh, he was outstanding. Just one run on three hits, struck out six. His slider was working. That fastball. Um, you know, the thing about Russell that I, I, I've noticed the past couple years is that fastball is not completely overpowering. I mean, he's throwing it at 92, 93, which is fast. I and mean, that's really, really fast. But it's not 96, 97, just absolute gas that you see sometimes from really good pitchers in college. But he's so tall at 6'9", and he's coming downhill at you. And I think it just makes it really difficult for teams to hit him. And today, uh, Mississippi State had a lot of weak swings. Now, Rowdy Jordan, their leadoff hitter, hit a bomb in the bottom of the fifth inning that made it a 2-1 game. Um, and they had some moments where they were really impressive. But for the most part, aside from that home run and a couple more well-struck balls that were hit at somebody, it was a lot of strikeouts. It was a lot of weak swings, weak ground balls um, to the right side of the infield. And just a nice job overall by Russell. And I think if he pitches that well – on a consistent basis, then that's huge because your number two starter being that good is a big advantage, especially when you get into conference play and get into the teeth of the season. Really good effort by Russell. 
And then the bullpen today, now it got hairy at the end of the game, but Marcelo Perez came in in the fifth and shut things down, and he worked into the ninth inning um, and, and struck out four. I mean, he was fantastic. His fastball was working. He was painting the corners, had guys off balance. And the ninth inning, he runs into some issues. You know, he's pitching well, and he gives up a double off the wall, and then the next batter gets a base hit, and all of a sudden it's a 3-2 to two game, and Slosh takes him out and brings Augie in. And Augie only faces one batter. He gives up a base hit. So now you got first and third with one out with a one-run lead. Tough situation. And you're wondering, okay, who's he going to turn to? Because I, I thought it was interesting. You know, Marcelo has been a closer in the past, and the intention was for him to end up closing the game, but he kind of came in in long relief, middle relief today. Um, But he – Slosh calls on Garrett Wright to come in the game and try to get the last outs. Garrett's a true freshman, very highly touted true freshman, but a true freshman nonetheless. He's from College Station with A&M Consolidated, and it's his first uh, first college appearance. And here you go, big man. You're in there in a tough spot. You're, you got a one-run cushion. You got runners on base, a guy on third with less than two outs. And you could tell, I mean, it was a, a nerve-wracking experience. Like, he walks the first batter on four pitches, so now the bases are loaded. And he starts off the next batter down the count 1-0. But then he throws a strike, and then he throws another strike, which is a hard-hit ground ball to second. Gray Rogers to Tommy Sacco to Gene Wood, who makes a nice pick, and they get out of the game with a 3-2 victory. It was a gritty effort and a really impressive win against the top-10 Mississippi State team that – roughed up Texas the day before and looks like a really complete, really good baseball team. So just overall, the pitching staff, I'll, I'll give a good grade. Now, again, things got kind of hairy at the end. It was maybe tougher than it should have been, but especially Russell. I mean, he was in high-leverage situations. TCU took a one nothing lead early because of a couple Mississippi State miscues, and it was one nothing, you know, until the fifth inning. Like, he was working – a lot of innings in that game with a one-run lead, and that's not a lot of cushion. So, Russell's great. The pitching staff looks good. The bullpen was good. You know, Halen Green didn't pitch today. He threw yesterday against Old Miss. He came in after Johnny Ray um, had a tough start, only went three innings, gave up four runs, and he got them into the eighth inning and was really impressive. So, overall this weekend so far, I'd give the pitching staff a good grade. Now, we got to get into Johnny Ray's start. There's some concerns there. And then I also want to talk about this lineup because TCU is a, a very interesting team. Like, the construction of their team is very interesting. They are incredibly veteran-laden. Like, they got a lot of super seniors on this group. But even some of those guys that have been there a long time haven't been in a bunch of big situations because of the COVID shortened year last year. So we'll break down some concerns I have about that. But before we do that, let's talk about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Um, it's a great place to go. I love betonline.ag, and they're there to help you make some money. So they got some good information on what the latest lines are, you know, what the latest sports news is. So you're not going to miss an injury. You're not going to miss, um, oh, this person's out because of COVID protocol. Betonline.ag stays up to date on who's in, who's out, what's going on around the sports world. It's your one-stop shop for everything sports-related. And if you use the promo code LOCKEDON when you go to betonline.ag, you can get a 50% welcome bonus. So if you're like, oh, I don't really know about this, I don't know about betting, wagering, that sounds kind of crazy, 
Use that promo code locked on, get a 50% welcome bonus, and just kind of see where it takes you. See if you can make a little extra spending money. See if you enjoy just placing a bet from time to time. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Go there today. Use that promo code locked on. Back here on Locked On Horn Frog, Stephen Simcox here with you. We're talking some TCU baseball. We'll continue that conversation here in the second segment. And I was breaking down, you know, I really like the pitching staff. Russell Smith was fantastic today. The bullpen is very versatile. We didn't even we haven't even seen Charles King through the first couple games. Um, Halen Green was great in middle relief. Marcelo came in in middle relief today and was really, really good. So they have some flexibility. They bring Garrett right out of the pen late in the game, and you can see why they like him as sort of a back end of the bullpen guy because he's throwing gas. I mean, he's getting up there on the radar gun with ease at 96-97. And Schloss said after the game, the reason he brought him in, even though it's a true freshman, even though it's a tough spot, when he's on, when he's locating, he's their best chance for a swing and miss because that ball just gets out of his hand so fast. And he came up in a big spot today. Now, that was a hard-hit ground ball, and it could have easily found a hole and driven in two runs and could have been a walk-off single, but instead ends up being a double play. And credit to him for hanging in there mentally after walking the first guy on four pitches. But let's discuss some of the things that I'm concerned about very early in the season. Let's also make that caveat. We are super, super early in this TCU baseball season. There's no reason to be jumping off a ledge here. But um, this lineup has struggled a lot. They have, they do not have a hit this year in scoring with runners in scoring position. That's an issue. And there were a couple situations today, had second and third and nobody out, couldn't scrape across a run. Had uh, second and third and nobody out and only got one run. I mean, you did capitalize on that one run, but couldn't push another one across. Had first and third with one out, and Zach Humphreys, I mean, he hit a, a sharp ground ball, but it ends up being a double play ball, and that would have pushed their lead to 4-1 to one instead of 3-1, to one, which would have been big in that baseball game today because Mississippi State rallied late, and if you had a three-run cushion, maybe it's a little bit of a different scenario, and there's less pressure there, but they couldn't do that. They're not hitting the ball well right now. Um, I, I should say, they're facing some really good competition early in the season, they're facing some really good pitchers early in the season, and it's been a full year since, or almost a full year. Things shut down last March since these guys have been in, you know, a actual competitive game situation. I know they had fall ball. I know they had some a bunch of inter squad scrimmages, and that's great. But inter squad scrimmages and controlled practices and BP is much different than going up to the plate against good pitching from another team in situations where they're trying to get you out, where they're bearing down and really trying to put the clamps on you. So I'm willing to give these guys some time. My concern is this. This is a very veteran-laden team. And you got some guys struggling right now. Tommy Sacco, um, Hunter Wolf, Gene Wood. Austin Henry's actually got a couple extra base hits, so I wouldn't really put him in this category. But Connor Shepard, Zach Humphreys. They're just not getting it done at the plate. And I guess you can look at it one of two ways. You could say, hey, don't go crazy. These are all, all those guys you mentioned are guys with a track record, especially like Hunter Wolf and Gene Wood. They've gotten it done at this level before. It's two games. You know, there's nothing to be worried about right now. I just, I thought there'd be a faster start to the season for this group offensively. And the fact that, they're not really hitting the ball well right now is concerning. It's also worth noting that at that new Rangers ballpark, you got some short porches down the line. I mean, down the lines, it's 326 respectively. But 
if you hit that ball in the alley, it's going to be really hard to get it out. I mean, you have to crush the ball. It's four oh, it's four ten, um, to right center. It's four oh seven to left center, and they had a couple balls in that Saturday game against Ole Miss, and they lost that game seven to three, where Connor Shepard had one where he just crushed it, and it was a warning track ball. But in most college baseball parks, that's a home run. So that could have been a huge difference in the game. Now, that old Miss game, you know, the biggest concern I had coming out of that, the lineup is its own issue. And I think there's plenty of time to figure that out. I'm not super worried about it yet, but I'm just concerned because some of the guys that have been here for a long time are not getting off to fast starts. Johnny Ray on Saturday was not sharp. Now, he struck out the side on uh, in the first inning. In the second inning, he gives up four runs. He had a couple walks, a hit batter, and then he gave up a few hits, and all of a sudden, he gave up four runs. And, you know, that was kind of the story for Johnny last year. He was lights out at times, but there were a few starts. The Cal game comes to mind. They ended up winning that game where he gave up four or five runs in one inning because he just loses control, and when he's not hitting his spots, like any pitcher, you know, it's going to be hard. When you're giving up free bases – it's really hard to have shut down innings. When you're giving up free bases, it's hard not to give up runs. I understand why he's your Friday night starter because he has a live arm. I mean, this is a guy, you know, he's he's kind of like Nick Lodolo, not quite that level, but just in terms of he's got the stuff, he's got the goods. We're talking Lodolo, Brandon Finnegan, that kind of pitcher where it's, you know, it's obvious he's, Got the fastball. He's got the breaking ball. He can throw multiple pitches for strikes. But he's got to set the tone. And maybe that was just an adrenaline rush in the first inning that kind of wore off after that. Got to do more than go three innings. And I know, like, Halen Green is somebody you can bring out of the pen in those situations and still feel pretty good about winning that game or staying in that game. That's not a recipe for success, though, having your middle reliever come on and, and bail you out like that and go four or five innings. So Johnny Ray needs to be better. Russell Smith was great today. Interested to see who they start tomorrow against Arkansas. Arkansas is a very, very good team. They uh, were hitting the cover off the ball against Texas Tech, and I think they're in a pitcher's duel. That Texas-Arkansas game is going on right now, and when I checked earlier, it was still scoreless as they were going into the fourth inning. But I don't know if it's going to be Dalton Brown tomorrow. I don't know if one of the younger guys gets a chance. They've got a lot of options, so I'm curious to see what uh, Jim Sloshnagel does with that last weekend sp- starting spot. And then TC Baseball's playing four games in four days. They play tomorrow against Arkansas. Then the schedule gets a little bit easier. They play Texas Southern on Tuesday before hosting Liberty in a three-game series Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So baseball is here. I'm fired up. We're going to cover it all year long here on Locked on Horn Frogs. Coming up next, though, let's talk about some less happy topics. Let's talk about TCU basketball and this loss to Kansas State on Saturday. We'll dive into that next. First, though, let's discuss Built Bar. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. They're actually the title sponsor for today. And I tell you this all the time. If you go to BuiltBar.com, you can get 20% off your order. So I I come home on Saturday after me and my family kind of been out and about around town, and I look in the mailbox, and I got another box from Built Bar. And I'm super excited about it. I look in there. And it made my day because it was this pro, it was a box of protein bars, and they were peanut butter flavor. And it was kind of a new version. It was Built Bar Crispy. It was a little more crisp. It was a little more full. 
The peanut butter flavor is fantastic. I love it. And again, it's good for you. Only 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of carbs. So I know exactly what I'm going to be eating for breakfast over the next few days. Thank you, Built Bar, for sending me that peanut butter package. You should go get some on as well. BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. All right, back here on Locked On Horn Frogs. We've been talking some TCU baseball in the first couple segments. But now let's get into TCU basketball. And just a brutal loss for the TCU men to Kansas State on Saturday. Uh, they fall to the Wildcats 62-54. to In this K-State team, they are not the worst team in the Big 12 record-wise. Um, they defeated Iowa State earlier this year. And because of that, they have an advantage on the Clones. Now they have two Big 12 wins on the season. They are 2-13, and 13, though, on the year. This is a very bad basketball team. Or, excuse me, 2-13 and 13 in Big 12 play, 6-18 of 18 on the season. They lost to Fort Hayes State earlier this year. They're just not very good. Bruce Weber is a good coach, but uh, they're not a good team this year. And they've struggled in just about every game. And CCU lost to them at home. It's a completely inexcusable loss. They uh, was tied at halftime, 29-29. They only scored 25 points in the second half. They had a 51-46 lead with about four and a half minutes left. And it had been an ugly game, but I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, well, looks like they're going to be able to pull this thing out. It'll be similar to that Iowa State game where they didn't play particularly well. <clears throat> but they still got it done. They avoided disaster. Well, that's not what happened. They lose 62-54. to 54. Kansas State just absolutely um, bum-rushed them late in that game. And, I mean, this offense is abysmal. They shot 31% from the field, 15-49 of 49 on Saturday, 4-18 of 18 from three. Uh, we're pretty good from the free-throw line, but that was it. R.J. Nemhard led the way with 14 points. Mike Miles has 13 points. And those are their only scores. I mean, that's those are the only two guys right now who appear to be able to get their own shot, make things happen, have a positive influence on the offensive side of the ball. They're going to turn around and play West Virginia on Tuesday at 6 o'clock, and then Iowa State on Saturday, and then you get into those makeup games. But this is just a, a terrible loss for this team. You know, Drew Davidson made the point on Twitter after the game. He said, um, TCU lost to Texas Tech by 46 points last year. And this loss is worse than that. And I think he's right. Kansas State was on a 13-game losing streak. They have nothing to play for. TCU at least has an outside shot at maybe some postseason hopes if they could get going. But this loss effectively eliminates them from all that. So let's talk big picture. Because, I mean, we can break down, like, why they lost that game. It, it comes back to the offense being terrible. They, must, they missed a lot of give-me shots. It's just a ton of one-on-one basketball right now. They're not getting quality looks. They're forcing things. But let's discuss Jamie Dixon and what his future holds here. Because, you know, we were kind of on this topic a few weeks ago where it was like, are they going to fire him? Are they going to let him go? Do they need to move on? And I'll start this by saying I don't think TCU's going to fire him. I don't. I, I think because of the pandemic and because – Jamie has a resume that is impressive. This was supposed to be the guy to fix things. So I think there is this concern or this thought of, well, who are we going to go get that has done more or has done better 
than this coach has. I, I feel like that is a very stagnant mentality, but I understand why that thought process is in their head. Here's my question, and I'd love to get your feedback. At Locked on TCU is a show account on Twitter, at Simcox Stevens, my personal account. Have they hit their ceiling with Jamie Dixon? Like, is this it? Is this what they are? Because right now the team is, at their best, they are a borderline tournament team. And I think that's stretching. And at their worst, they're one of the worst teams in the Big 12. And if that's what you want your basketball program to be, just a group that's competitive and is good for a couple upsets every year, then okay, you just roll with what you got. And I'm a, I am okay with giving Jamie Dixon one more year in a non-COVID you know, situation with another recruiting class coming in. But this is a – I mean, this was a pathetic loss. And the effort was there. I mean, it was just – they just got beat. Like, I, I didn't come away from that thinking, man, those guys didn't play hard. They just didn't execute. And to me, that's a coaching problem. So it's going to be really hard for me to get excited about a West Virginia game on Tuesday when you just lost to Kansas State. And they weren't going to make the postseason. But to put a performance together like that when you know you're in a must-win situation, that's just not going to cut it. And I'm, I'm starting to have more and more doubts and concerns about the direction this thing is going because it just doesn't feel like there's an upward trajectory. It feels like they're just stuck in neutral. And that can't be – like you can't get complacent. You can't allow that to happen. So that's the decision Jeremiah Denati is going to have to kind of mull over. I think I know what he's going to do, though. I don't. Again, I don't feel like they're going to let him go. I just The question has to start being asked, what the heck are we doing? When you're losing games like that at home, that's just inexcusable. Tomorrow, we'll talk some more TCU baseball and basketball. Also, we'll try to get into some football discussion as well. This is Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.